Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, good afternoon and welcome to another Transformation for Success show. I am so delighted to be here. You know, this is still the beginning of the new year. We haven't finished January yet. So anyway, but first of all, I want to give a big shout out to my West Day family and all of you local, national, and worldwide radio listeners and supporters. I want to thank you for listening. You know, today is going to be a fantastic day. The Transformation for Success show broadcast is designed to challenge and inform your listeners each week with interesting and knowledgeable special guests that include artists and actors and educators, singers, technology experts, health educators, women professionals from many areas of expertise, college presidents, and even ministers of the gospel. So I just want to thank you and I want to thank my guests for who share their stories of transformation and give you the principles and steps they have learned on their journey. You know, I think you're going to really enjoy my guest today. But one of the things I want to say, you know, we're in some remarkable times, and there are challenges that we all face today, some good, some bad, some ugly. And there are many, many people who are out there who are brokenhearted and disappointed, disillusioned and dismayed, and yes, even fearful. But it's encouraging to hear the stories of those who have met many of these challenges and have overcome them with success. So, again, we've got a great show for you today, and we're interviewing a very talented veteran actor, producer, and director, Mr. Larry Flash Jenkins. You know, Larry Flash Jenkins is an American actor, film director, producer, and screenwriter, and he has starred in the television series The White Shadow as Wardell Stone, and he's been on Bay City Blues, Finder of Lost Loves, and I tell you, he is something dynamic and a man to reckon with. He starred over, well, he's actually co-starred in over 30 films. He's written and produced and directed several television pilots and films, so today it is my joy to have him on the show today. But first, we're going to learn a lot about Larry, about his transformational journey and how he embarked on this illustrious career, overcame struggles and challenges because we all have them, as I said, and what success principles he learned that he's going to share with us today. And he's going to be bringing to the world's attention something that he's going to talk about today, the very first gospel musical film based on a true story. In reality, it really is the first gospel musical film in Hollywood history. Larry, I want to welcome you to the show. Good, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dr. Young. I'm happy to have you on the show today. You know, I know the listeners are going to want to tune into this show today, so I want you to call your friends, and if they miss the show, they can always download the show later. That's one of the great things about this. Uh, we are also on the Women's Channel on Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time, and the show is syndicated, and we actually broadcast for 21 days. So I want you all to know that you can actually call in today. So I want callers to call in today if you have any questions of Larry or of me, and you can join in the conversation with us. You can call toll-free 888-346-9141. 
For my international callers, you can call me at 001-480-553-5754. You can also email or put your comments on Facebook. I'm at info at transformationforsuccess.com. I'd love to hear from you today. So now to my guest. Well, Larry, how are you doing? <laughs> I am doing terrific. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm telling you, you know, I, I'm really excited to have you on the show. And I know you're excited to be here because you got a lot to talk about. And I got a lot to ask you, too. <laughs> so so get ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> well, you know, there, there's so much about you. Uh, that I want to know, and I, I know a lot of listeners out there want to know as well. So, uh, I when, where were you born, Larry? Tell us a little bit about your background. I know you were born in New York, but and uh, what happened? What when you were born? What happened? Yes, Hello. I was, yeah, I was born in Long Island, New York. Uh, mm-hmm. My mother was out there visiting visiting her father and and my grandparents, and um, I was born there, but I was raised in Chicago. And um, oh, uh-huh. I went to yeah yeah I went to St. Lawrence and St. Carthage growing up, and then later on um, I um, I went to Bryn Mawr, where I graduated from there to elementary school, and then went to Finger High School and graduated from there, and then went to Olive Harvey College. My mom wouldn't let me go away to college, yet mm-hmm. uh, she wanted to see how I did locally, so I was on a dean's list, got straight A's <laughs> there. Uh, that's when I first got smitten by the acting bug. Was uh, that was my major and my minor was business. So after mm-hmm. I got straight A's there, I got a, a drama scholarship to Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, Illinois. Oh, and aced it there, and then from there I was able to get a scholarship out to Pepperdine, and uh, where everything happened very quickly. Then um, uh, when I got discovered and was in Roger Mosley's acting class, he played TC and Magna PI, and it just took off from there. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? Well, did you did you always you know when you were a little little one did you always think about think of being an actor or you just got the bug when you went to college? Uh, no, I only got the bug when I went to college right after high school. I was a ba- um, I was a baseball basketball player. I uh-huh. was going to either either go to the minor league baseball system or go to college and play basketball and try to go pro. But I decided, uh, thanks to my mom. That she said that you're where, what she said, well, you're natural and you're a ham and you should go into acting. So we did a little <laughs> coin flip and she uh, won the coin flip. So therefore, I, um, I took up acting. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, are, are there other siblings in your family? Yes, I have one sister and, and she's out in Laguna Niguel and she's two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and she has a fabulous husband who's a, Who's a physicist, and she has two kids, and um, and yeah, that's it. So just you and your, so you were the eldest, you were the elder brother, huh? Big brother. Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big brother. <laughs> well, you know what? I've always been intrigued by you know your name, Larry Flash. So Jenkins. So where did Flash come from? <laughs> Flash is very interesting. It it, it initially uh, initially I came up with it for um, bowling. Uh, um, oh. I had my ball named Blaze when I was on my high school um, bowling team because I played baseball, basketball, ran track, and was on the bowling team. And then um, Bruce Paltrow thought it was a great nickname and stuff, a great name. And he, even though I had been using it, he started calling me Flash. It just stuck, and everybody just started calling me Flash because I learned lines really fast. You know, oh, I have a photographic memory, um, you know, photogenic memory on that. Oh, good. 
Well, and so that's how that flash came about. So now, do did yeah. people call you Flash, or they just they would say Larry Flash, or they call you Flash? No, a lot, a lot, a lot of my friends they call me Flash. They call up, say Flash, what's up? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time I see you in church, I'm going to say, "Hey, Flash, what's up?" <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll do that. I really don't. But anyway, I, it was interesting because I know uh, on everything about you in your bio, it always says Larry Flash Jenkins. You know, yeah. I I know uh, you've got a lot to to share about the whole acting career, but you know. One of the things that I'm always interested in is how, when you get into the business of acting, you know, we all have these ideas of the glamorous part of it, but there's a side of it that's not so glamorous. So tell us some of the struggles, some of the early struggles that you had, and particularly as an African-American male breaking into the business. So what were some of your challenges and how did you get over them? Okay, um... Pretty much, it just it just happened very very quickly for me. Mm-hmm. When I came out here in 1975 to go to Pepperdine, um, immediately you know I was in acting class under Roger E. Mosley, uh, under Charles Conrad. I was doing two plays around the same time in which I was rehearsing for, and uh, and one of the one of the plays was over at Inner City Cultural Center back then, and. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the guys in the play, he said, you know, you're the, uh, you're the best actor I've ever seen. Um, you need to read Steve Block. I said, Steve Block, he's a manager. So what is that? He said, a manager. <laughs> he said, uh, he, he manages and handles Sherman M. Smith Jefferson. And he handles Robert Hooks on NYPD, uh, Denise Nicholas on Room 222, Antonio Fargus on Starsky and Hutch. And the list went on and on and on. And, you know, and so he set it up so that he would come see me in a play, in that play. And immediately after the play, he came, and he came up to me and said, we want to sign you. So this happened all so quickly. And next thing I know, I'm up for the movie Apocalypse Now. I was with Lawrence Fishburne and Kevin Hooks from Sounder. Mm-hmm. And, and back then, it was only, you know, it was just a handful of us. You know, it wasn't many, it wasn't many people that could play 15, 16. 17-year-olds that was, that was, you know, 20, 21 years old and wouldn't have, have to have their parents' consent. So immediately that I was I was in demand, um, you know, for TV series and stuff, because I told my mom I was going to come out here and become a big TV star and, and get a big TV series. And mm-hmm. um, so it, ironically, when I came out here in 75, within months, I had a personal manager. I had an agent. Uh-huh. Uh, right away, and and I was up for Apocalypse. So I didn't know I didn't get it. Next thing I know, I was up for another pilot, and um, uh, I got that. And then it didn't it, it didn't get picked up. So I end up getting getting Joe Bass, another show, and it was a series. So unfortunately, some people like me at Denzel and other people who just was on stage and got discovered on stage and and they marched right into the limelight. We didn't experience all that struggle early on and stuff. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening is that as you're marching on from one project to the next, you have challenges. Right. And and, right. and, and as my success built and then Bruce Paltrow spotted me 
and and had me do like a little role on the White Shout and then make me a regular the following season. It it I realized then that I hadn't made it like uh like I thought I couldn't even go to go to McDonald's or Burger King without being mobbed. So I understood well, tell, well, tell me the this, levels, Larry. what are different levels of success. So right. the struggles was not there for me like some people are like like in movie La La Land, the actress Emma Stone was struggling for six years and never made it and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. she did a one woman show, da 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 da. I didn't well, experience Larry, that personally. Let me, um, let me just I, stop you story. there. Everybody Larry. got a different story. I know the homeless story, the you know, the eating eating a top ramen story and and living with five other actors like Robert De Niro and all them did in New York. There's there's a lot of story. My story is different. My story was I was so blessed and and so fortunate and 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 uh and I had God's grace all around me. You know, and for me to come out here to California drama scholarship knowing nobody and being able to survive, I got a job at Burger King, was barely there, you know, or, you know, because I worked there in college too uh-huh. and in high school. And and next next thing you know, I'm I'm on TV. So it it all happens so very, very fast. Okay. I want you to bookmark that because we're going to come back after a brief commercial break, and I want to ask you how you were able to keep a level head with all of this that came so fast to a very young man coming out of Chicago to Los Angeles to Pepperdine University and gets his big breaks. So, listeners, stay tuned, because we'll be right back. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
Well, welcome back to my interview today with Larry Flash Jenkins, who's an American actor, film director, producer, and screenwriter. Jenkins has such a, a biography that it was just too extensive to try to tell all of the film roles that he's been in. But he starred in the television series The White Shadow is Wardell Stone, Bay City Blues, and Finder of Lost Loves. And actually, we want to give a little special thanks because he mentioned in the earlier segment of Bruce Paltrow uh, and Stephen Bracco, who actually sort of triggered his career. So thank you, Larry, for sharing. One of the things, too, you had such a meteoric sort of rise when you come out from Chicago to attend Pepperdine University, and things just started to roll for you. So tell me, how did you keep a level head? Or did you keep a level head? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I kept a level head. Um, I just, um, I, I've always been grounded because of my parenting from my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up with a single parent, so I just, I just, okay. I just realized the stuff there is where I don't take it all too serious. Uh huh. Good. Well, you know, one of the things I want to give a big shout out to to your mom. Uh, and a big shout out to single moms, because really it is something uh, admirable for mothers who are raising uh, particularly male children out there. And so I just want to say thanks to your mom, because obviously she kept you uh, on the right path. And here you are today, a very successful man. So I know she's very proud of you. So yeah. when uh, so where was this has this been a lifelong pursuit uh, for you to really make? Uh, your career in acting, or did you ever think about doing something else, or when did you think about producing? Uh, no, as soon as I got in, as soon as I lost the coin flip to my mom, I said, <laughs> this is it. Yeah, this is going to uh-huh. be my career forever, and I uh-huh. was so happy that that I chose that because basketball and baseball, you know, after you get 30, 40 years old, it's over. You know, 30, uh-huh. 40 years old, it's over. So this, So this is a lifelong career for me, yes. Okay. So, but did you have any, what do you say, you know, in terms of competition? Because I know personally from listening to other uh, actors in the, that it's not easy for African-American males always to get parts. Did you ever have any talent challenges with that or getting the parts that you really wanted to get? Well, you know, it, <clears throat> because everything happens so fast for me, there are some roles. I'll give you a quick story. A quick story on 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 uh, color purple. Uh, Steven Spielberg contacted my people, um, my manager and agent said they wanted me to play the role of Harpo, and they wanted me to screen with this unknown lady named Oprah Winfrey out of Chicago too. So we met, we did the screen test, and we talked, and we went out to his house and read over the book and all this stuff. And I had the role and went on radio shows and all this kind of stuff. And ultimately, I I could not do the role. So. There are some challenges. The only reason I couldn't do the role, ABC, I was on an ABC series called Finder of Lost Love, and mm-hmm. it starred Tony Francis and myself and Deborah Dare for Aaron mm-hmm. Spelling and ABC, and they would not let me go. And I got furious. I said, look, Denzel Washington's on Sam Square, and he's always running off doing movies and stuff in between or and during the season. And they said, well, well Denzel can be hidden because of 16 regulars. You can't be hidden. So... Challenges like that has happened to me, and mm-hmm. uh, because I really wanted that role. And other than that, majority of the roles I try to I go up for, either I get offered or either I get it. And and there are some disappointments and stuff if you if you go in and stuff. And 
you want a role like in the movie Life, and they said, no, we want you for Ed TV. Ron Howard did. He was doing both mm-hmm. those movies at the mm-hmm. same time. And and sometimes you have this point because life made more money, so you look at the residuals and said, I could have I could have been on that movie instead of Ed TV. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know. There are always, though, I'm sure that those regrets. Now, one of the one of the I think what I hear you saying is that you're under contract with ABC with the finder of lost loves, and they weren't able to allow you to break that contract or to make that a part of. Um, you know, you having another role or having a role in a movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I would have missed some of the episodes of Finder the Lost Loves. I was going to have to be like excused and written out of several episodes, and mm-hmm. they was not going to have that. Now, um, I, I know this about you, Larry, um, that you were the first African-American actor to make a film and get it in on a DVD. So how did that happen? Yeah, that <laughs> That's really mm-hmm. funny. I'm the first African-American actor, me and Jean-Claude Lamar, my partner at the time, to make um, a movie and, and uh, for $10,000, and it, and it went out to the to the DVD world and made up millions of dollars, the book swaps company. And um, we opened up the doors to, like, a lot of people. A lot of people do that now. And I've been asked, how should you write a book about this? How did you do that? da 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 and um, and eventually I'm going to do that. But it, but yeah, I did I did several movies early on for that price because it was hard to get money back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. You know, tell me about um, maybe one of the film roles that you consider to be the most significant in your career. Well, it has to be The White Shadow because it put mm-hmm. me on the map and it gave me an audience. Uh, Wardell Stone had a big, huge audience, and um, and then because of that, Stephen Bochco, you know, did Hill Street Blues and, and NYPD Blue, you know, mm-hmm. he, he mm-hmm. wrote me in Bay City Blues as a regular. So, and then that led to Find Your Lost Love and other series and stuff like that. So, I think that catapulted my whole career was uh, The White Shadow. Okay, that's interesting. You know, one of my, well, I'm intrigued about about this, and you know, this is interesting too, because I remember, uh, you might not know this about me, but many years ago, many people thought I was going to go in, you know, into movies or become an, uh, an actor. And um, it was something I never really even considered. But I remember someone telling me, um, oh, I don't think you'd be good in that because you don't have high level energy. And I was like, wow, because it's interesting because this is sort of the trademark I have now is Dr. Young. You have so much energy. Where did you get energy. it from? <laughs> so, I mean, and that was, and this was, you know, I sort of stopped even thinking about pursuing that because, oh, I don't have, I don't have enough energy. So anyway, that, that helps me to segue into this question. How, what, how much energy does it take to be an actor? <laughs> You know, it, it, it just <laughs> depends on the role, uh-huh. and uh, you have to have stamina. I don't know about the energy part. I think you have to have stamina to work 12, 14 hours a day, you know, and, and you know, and a movie is different because of they, the line producer makes sure that you're in and out, you know, if you're not mm-hmm. the star of the movie and have to be in every scene, you know, that they'll try to crunch you in for two weeks, three weeks, and get you in and out of there. And and mm-hmm. I I've never heard anybody say energy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because a lot of a lot of roles now, uh, very uh, uh, 
a very undercurrent, as I call mm-hmm. them. Um, everybody, you can barely hear them talk now in movies and, and different things like that because everybody is so is so well trained now. A lot of them mm-hmm. uh, actors and actresses that that they don't they're not over the top like let's say Jimmy JJ Walker was back in the day and all that stuff and mm-hmm. you know everybody is more natural everybody just talks to each other now and 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 it's a different it's, yeah it's a different world a different way of performing now well one of the things i i i, I was intrigued and wanted to ask you because you know um this is do you did you feel that this was your calling? That this truly was your purpose? This is what God intended for you uh, to do and to be. And and how do you how do you figure that out? And were you able to figure that out early on that this was truly God's calling for you? Uh, yes, I think I figured it out right away that it was God's mm-hmm. calling because my mom, when she sent me out here, uh, when I got a scholarship, she told me to read Matthew seven verse seven and eight. Every day, she said, don't you not read that. You read that mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And I read it every day. As it shall be given, you seek and you shall find. Knocking the door shall be open for everyone who asks, receives, and you seek, you shall find. So when I came out here, mm-hmm. it seemed like everything happened, you know, in, in an ordained fashion that it just mm-hmm. fell into place. So I think I was destined for this career. Well, that I think that's wonderful. Um Tell me, uh, how many people have really influenced you, um, not just people, but the society, people from society at large? Who can you think of some of the people who greatly influenced you uh, in your career? Well, w- one of the people um, I, I'm very close friends with still is Lawrence Hilton Jacobs. Uh, you know, when I was doing, when I was in college in and uh, Robert Townsend was one of my close friends, and we had just did a play together. And he was telling me about the audition for Cooley High, and I couldn't come up from college to do it. And I ended up coming up there, meeting him um, on a quick weekend trip just to watch Robert in some scenes and stuff. It, it I think he he opened up the uh, the world to me, realizing this can be attainable. And then Sidney Poitier, speaking with him and and talking mm-hmm. to him and, mm-hmm. you know, and just knowing him, uh, his phone call away and, and, and his character of roles. He said, I'm not going to do this. I'm, I'll do mm-hmm. this, but I'm not going to say this. I'll do this. And mm-hmm. I think I realized that there, there's a character behind each individual that you have to say yes and no to. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. you get to a certain level in that's this true. business. And, and that's what I always remember. And that's what I always looked up to is Lawrence and Jacobs and Sidney Poitier. Well, you know, since we're, and I'm going to be very candid with you and uh, because I've interviewed um, several celebrities and and we talk very honestly about uh, what happens because we're actually, you know, this, this is about transformation, your journey, a transformation success story here. And how did you, this is a question you can answer or not answer, Larry, but because we know all of the pictures that we have of Hollywood and the drugs, the drinking, the, the women, the this, the that. How did you escape or did you avoid those kinds of traps that have entrapped so many actors in the business? Yeah, I, I avoided that. I never smoked. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my mom's 
smoked growing up and I and I used to always wave my hand at it and as an athlete that was like a no no mm-hmm. you know to smoke so uh when I came out here you know drugs is everywhere and stuff mm-hmm. obviously but I never I never got involved because I never did it I didn't grow up in that and I think if I think if you're one of those people that want to be want to be one of the guys mm-hmm. and, stuff, and not just be your own person Mm-hmm. and realize what you stand for, then you'll get caught up in that trap, and then you'll be going down a dark path. But I always wanted to stay in the light. I knew this was, uh, you know, a spiritual journey for me as well, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to, want to do anything to upset, um, upset God, as I was mm-hmm. trying to do everything right. And that was one of the things I never indulged in. I never indulged with crack cocaine, mm-hmm. you know, drugs, weed. I never did any of that stuff. I never even experimented. I had roles I had to do where I had to ask my buddies and stuff, how does this work? But I never indulged with it. It just wasn't me. I never, it never was my thing. Well, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, I had to ask that question because, you know, there have been so many who have gone that journey, but have come out of it too. And and that's sure. laudable. And I thank God for that. Um, one of the things, too, I, you know, I was sitting there saying, Larry, I said, you got to give me this information. <laughs> because one of the things that is so important about giving back, and it's like, what do you think that it takes for, if you were talking to young people out there uh, to, who want to be an actor, who want to be where you are, see you as a role model, what would you tell them that they need to do? Yeah, I would basically tell them to to be seen, get on stage because that's where that's where most most of our great actors from Sidney Poitier, who did Anna Lacosta on stage for ten years before he got discovered, to mm-hmm. Denzel Washington, to Sam Jackson, you can go on down the line. All mm-hmm. of your great actors, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, they got discovered on stage. Get your Get in, get a great, get in a great acting class. Mm-hmm. Get on stage. Get get seen in plays. Whether you want to try Broadway, off Broadway, <clears throat> a local pay, a play, invite mm-hmm. some agents out, managers out. You know, and um, it's all about it's all about being seen and and honing your craft and 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 and, and don't take yourself too serious, but be serious about your craft. Would you uh, recommend they go to college first, get get a degree? I mean, because, you know, everything right now is about college degree, maybe having that backup in case you don't make it. Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it's funny you mention that. You know, I went to college, and, and I still have I still have to get my um, um, a master's. I have a BA, but I want to get, I get my master's one day. My buddy Robert Townsend, he, he just went back and got his Ph.D. at Cal State Northridge. So, so you can always go back and do that. And and Trish B. Henson graduated from Harvard, I believe. So you can, you you know, it helps, you know, to have that degree, especially you know, in your hip pocket, so you can have something to fall back on. Because mm-hmm. where they, where they, where there will be some lean years and some dry years for some people, and and uh, you know, everybody's not, everybody can't be. Holly Berry. Everybody can't be Denzel Washington. Right. You know, everybody can't be that. So you have to find a way that if you're not going to, if you find out early on if you're going to be that kind of an actor in this um, in this town. If you're not, you have to find other ways to earn a living 
and uh, and just be true and and just be disciplined and and never give up. If this is something you really really want to do. I think that's wonderful, and and thank you for sharing that because I know there are a lot of young people that are you know, and I've met quite a few, and I'm sure you have too, um, uh, young men and women who want to become actors and. It's it's not an easy craft to take, and I'm going to ask that question in a later segment. But I first want to sort of, uh, before we go on break, sort of enter into this gospel truth, this first gospel musical film. Tell me a little bit about how that got started in a couple of minutes, and then we're going to take a break and come back and talk more about it. But how did you come up with this idea, Larry? Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely, <laughs> extremely excited about this movie. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. I've written and produced and directed um, House of Grace about a couple of crackheads who find God. Don't touch if you ain't prayed about a 40-year-old virgin saving herself a marriage. And uh-huh. Pastor Jones about an abusive relationship. So all of them were Christian movies. All uh-huh. of them I wrote, produced, and directed, and co-starred in. And the gospel truth, they're all based on true stories. I just find stories that is so intriguing that somebody has lived a life like this. And I just wanted to add a touch of music to this one because it's never been done before. And mm-hmm. thank God for La La Land is it's really opening up doors for this movie. And it was just inspired by our own Tisa Willis, um, who passed away a couple of years ago. She was, she was my initial driving force to write this for her star in it. Is it Keisha? You know, she Keisha Williams? Cancer. She was one of the, she was a Bishop Blake could tell you the best singer I've ever heard. And she was my inspiration, and that was my girl. And and even though she she's no longer with us, she wants the story to go. And so I said, I am going to make this movie. And okay. so we have Stony behind us, and twenty million dollars okay. behind us. And okay, and, we're going to um, be right I'm back, Larry. Hold that point. We're going to be right back okay. with a commercial break, and we're going to talk more about the gospel truth. So, audience, listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. There are many challenges associated with recovery from any issue. By building a support system of friends, family members, and professionals, you can overcome these challenges. Tune in to Rise Radio with host Randy Havison. On this program, we'll bring topics to the forefront like addiction, self-esteem, leadership, relationship building, and other topics to empower you and your support system to achieve a greater level of personal growth. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world.
This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to my discussion today with Larry Flash Jenkins, an American actor, film director, producer, and screenwriter. And now we're talking about his Gospel Truth musical. But I just want to share this a little bit about uh, Larry Flash Gordon. He, Flash Gordon, there we go, Larry Flash Jenkins. He um, formed his production company, for those of you who might not know this, in 1999 and titled it Flashworks Productions and Gold Coast Productions. And he has seven films that are ready for the camera. So this man has been producing for quite some time and has been starring and directing in about two or three of them. So we are pleased, really, and I'm anxious to see this gospel musical, The Gospel Truth based on a true story. And it's going to be the first gospel film in Hollywood. So before we went to break, Larry, we're talking about Keisha Williams, who's one of the best singers you've ever heard, uh, who really inspired this story and who is now deceased, but she lives on through the gospel truth. So tell us a little bit more about Keisha and really the inspiration behind getting this film together. Sure. Uh, Yeah, Keisha Willis was was a long-time member of mm-hmm. West Angeles Church of God in Christ, and mm-hmm. a matter of fact, we gave her, her her home going, and Bishop Blake gave some beautiful remarks, and I spoke, and my wife, Jane Jenkins, spoke. So uh-huh. we just, you know, Tisa, Tisa lived with us through the end of her life. She had breast cancer, God rest her soul, but oh, wow. she was an unbelievable singer. She would always sing. A matter of fact, on, on Bishop's and, and May's anniversary, they said, I want you to sing Peace Be Still for me, please. So she mm-hmm. sang it. Noel Jones asked, asked her to sing it for his anniversary. She, she was that kind of a singer where she was in demand. And, and uh, Kurt Carr, she was part of one of Kurt Carr's singers and all that stuff. I was inspired by her because she, she had the greatest voice I'd ever heard. Mm. And so I, 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 I wrote the script specifically for her. Mm-hmm. And when her health started failing her and stuff... I know she wanted me to keep it going, so I just, you know, God bless her soul and stuff. We're going to make this film, and one of the scenes in the movie is is her singing "Peace Be Still" from from our uh, one of our church uh, 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 segments, and oh. we're going to have that in the foreground during a restaurant scene. So she was my inspiration. And and Tisa Willis was just a fabulous, one of the most humblest people you ever want to know. But but when she opened her mouth to sing, she was unreal. Um, can you just tell us a little teaser about what the story's about? Yes, um, the story once again, a true story. It's 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 about this lawyer played by me, and um, um, I'm very wealthy, and I meet this homeless woman, and she, and she becomes a kept woman. But she ends up cheating on me, and infidelity rises, and I end up meeting a beautiful woman at church, and end up wanting to marry her. And and I can't tell you, tell you the whole rest of the story because quite a few twists going on. Okay. But, but that's 
that's part of the part of the story and stuff that that is. is but it's a life riveting. story. It's a life story of love and it's tragedy story, yeah. and triumph. Really? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh. Yes, it is. And the music is phenomenal. Our singers are phenomenal, and mm-hmm. and people are going to be blown away. Oh, now when uh, when is this film coming out? Uh, we're going to start shooting it very shortly. We had to get the rights to 40 songs. <laughs> we're going to be singing. So after you get the rights to 40 songs, we're, we're now slowly but surely going inside the recording studio recording these songs. So once we get in front of the camera, you lip sing them just like anybody else did on Soul Train and American mm-hmm. Bandstand. Those people didn't really sing. They lip mm-hmm. sing. It was a playback. So that's mm-hmm. what we're going to be having. We'll have playback on camera, and the actors and me will be lip syncing. So when do you expect the release of it that you're going to start shooting? Uh, later, uh, this year, later on this year. Okay, because that was one of my, yeah. my, my, my questions to you. You know, if we're sitting here, you and I, a year from now, and I have you on radio, and we're celebrating, it's 2018, and we're celebrating what a great year it's been for you. Dream for me what you have achieved by 2018 next year. Oh, that's easy. That is <laughs> so easy, Dr. Young. Uh, Larry Flash Jenkins has won the Academy <laughs> Award as Best Director. He's the first African-American actor to win Best Director and, and um, in, um, uh, through the Academy Awards. And uh, the picture was Best Picture. It's gross over $300 million worldwide, and, and he has a studio deal now where they want to do many more pictures with him. <laughs> Good. Okay. Maybe I can get a little minor, minor walk-on role. <laughs> I'm just Ab- teasing. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm trip merely teasing. But that, thank you so much for sharing that, and I think it's just absolutely wonderful of you and the cast that are going to be in this film and then honoring Keisha Willis. That is absolutely wonderful. Um, Does Bishop Blake have a role in the movie or does he have a cameo? Are you going to show him maybe in that movie, in the church scenes or something? Um, Yeah, I'm I'm sure he'll be in the foreground there doing the, doing the playback of Peace Be Still. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, you you know how to cut away and show show his reaction and maybe Blake's reaction. So yeah, they they will be on there, and we will okay. have to have their release, uh, you, you know, sign their release to to okay them to be on camera. I have another question too for you, Larry. Let's me segue into this. You know, we're in a world now where I see the movie uh, industry maybe changing. Uh, do you see maybe some things changing um, for the movie industry? We're called in LA the movie capital of the world. Although a lot of films are shot out of L.A., they're shot in other countries because of other uh, challenges. But do you, where do you see the movie industry going in the future, or, or have you had some vision of that? Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's really evolving to be you know like Amazon um, Studios. They did um, um, I think Manchester by the Sea, which got eleven, 11 eight, nine Academy Award nominations. Nowadays, that mm-hmm. you can take take your cell phone and make a movie. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, everything has evolved now. You have so many ways to be seen. When I first started, it was ABC, NBC, and CBS. And then Fox came later on. 
You know, mm-hmm. you didn't have any sports channels. You didn't have anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. now you have mm-hmm. a gazillion sports channels, a gazillion movie channels, uh, you know, TV channels to be on TV series. You know, WGN, they're airing first-run TV series now and so forth, so on. So, so the outlet for somebody to be a success and for African-Americans to work is enormous. I mean, George, I know, Barry Jenkins, who's nominated for Moonlight, and stuff. He, you know, he made the movie for five million dollars, mm-hmm. and 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 he's been nominated. He won the Golden Globe for Best Picture, and so it, it's enormous now. The world has just opened up to us, Hollywood, and the way to achieve success and to work in this town is enormous now. Okay, that's great. Um, what? Who are the um, African American celebrities? that you believe are the most influential today? Just name me a couple of them that you think that are most the most influential. Um, I, 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 I think Denzel is very, very influential without even saying much. You know, uh, you know he goes to our church, he's very quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he's extremely influential, you know, with how he conducts himself, how he lives his life, sort of like mm-hmm. Sidney Poitier did. You never, uh, you never heard much about him except for he was a, you know, a fabulous actor. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would say Denzel and um, and and Robert De Niro, and you know, you got to throw in Oprah. How she's how she's just mm-hmm. just hit the hit the floor running, and and how she's opened up a lot of doors with her own network and so forth. Um, you know, and Tyler Perry's making impacts across the world with his TV series. I don't know how he does it. All you know, I mean, mm-hmm. one man, a one man wrecking crew. <laughs> <laughs> so, so those those few people right there are making enormous statements, um, you know, across the globe. That's great. Well, you know, Larry, it's just been so interesting talking to you. But one of the things, you know, what are the things that you don't like to do, Larry? <laughs> because you're doing so much. What is it you do not like to do? <laughs> uh, well, it's so funny. A lot of my buddies in the business trying to get me to play golf. I don't know anything about golf. I played. I played a father of a golfer and, and um, you know, TV pilot mm-hmm. and and, and in Caddyshack, a TV pilot. I did. I just. I just never. I never un, um, have got have got liking of playing golf. <laughs> you know, okay. I play everything else, board games and all that other kind of stuff. But golf. But you don't. I have okay. to figure out how we're gonna play golf. And me and my wife was taught how to play, how to play uh, uh, chess one day, and now I forgot how to play chess. So those two things and stuff, mm-hmm. is, I would say. Well, what do you do in uh, for your downtime? What does Larry do? Larry Flash do to relax and have a downtime? I, I love to play basketball. Um, you know, I love to go bowling. You know, I love to, I, I love to travel to go on cruises. I, mm-hmm. You know. Um, I just go out, uh, go out and have fun, and, and and just so just sit at home and watch a good movie. Okay, well, you like to watch movies. Oh, that's great, relaxing and having fun. Well, you know, you it's go. not easy, <laughs> but it's not easy having fun. No, I'm just teasing, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because to see you playing this basketball, this is really something. So, Larry, what? You know, uh, it fascinates me when we talk about careers and a trajectory of careers because you've done a lot of things. And do you feel that you have, in during your journey, 
that this has been a transformational journey for you. What things do you think led you to transform your journey? Um, you know, God's grace. You know, you have to mm-hmm. always give it to the man above. You have to start there and, and and just thank him for the opportunity just just to be able to to be in this position. You know, you know, to be managing partner of this huge hedge fund called TriStar Global Entertainment, and just to be a part of a movie, and and Sony giving me an opportunity with to direct this movie and starring it. And, you know, I'm the one of the producers and I wrote it and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. So, you know, you know, I feel like you know the Spike Lee guy. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just very, very blessed to have uh, to be in this position, and um, and not going to take myself too seriously. Well, it's obvious that God has played a, a great role in your life, and you have been inspired to introduce him and to keep him foremost in all of the movies that you produced, really, when you talk about all your productions um, yeah. so and, uh, and starring in some of these productions. So I want to give a shout out to you for that and your company for starting Flashworks Productions and all the work that you have been doing. So I just really want to thank you um, for all that you're doing, Larry, and uh, best wishes too, and God's blessings for this gospel truth musical production that's going to be coming out. I know people are waiting, <laughs> waiting to see this and get this film uh, done and just absolutely, it's marvelous because you're working with so many famous people that are doing a great job. So I just want to thank you for taking time to be on the show today. One of the principles that I espouse, and that is that you either create or you allow everything that happens to you. So I want to encourage your listeners out there, as Mr. Larry Flash Jenkins did, no matter what, don't stop dreaming, dream big, and no matter what, if you'd like to continue if you'd like to contact Mr. Larry Jenkins for more information about him or the upcoming film, Larry, in the last minute, give me where they can contact you. Yeah, they can reach me on Facebook, Larry Flash Jenkins. Hit me up on Facebook. I'm there. All right. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as well. Uh, they can find me on, uh, on those two social medias. Okay. Thank you. So as I close the show again today, I want to thank you, Larry Jenkins, for being my guest today. And to my listeners out there, remember to tune in each week to Transformation for Success because we have some more dynamic and interesting guests that are going to be coming on the show over the next few weeks. And we have a special featured Valentine's Day program on love. Yes, love. That makes the world go round. So until next week, this is Dr. B. Be blessed. Be encouraged and stay motivated. Be courageous and don't give up. It's time you changed for the better. See you next week. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.